0: This is The Real Footy Podcast. Thanks for joining us to tip the round. My name is Andrew Wu and I'm joined by Peter Ryan. How are you, Pete?
1: Great to be back here for round two. I think you may have bragging rights from the two of us last week. Uh, I do, but you know me, I keep it uh, pretty close to my chest when I have bragging rights. Well, uh, the leaderboard from last week, I think our...
0: Our our, uh, recruit, Marnie Vinyl, is on top with seven. And
1: I believe she's uh, let everyone know on Twitter as well. She let everyone know on Twitter and said that she'd become more annoying if she can maintain that lead. And I'm not sure if that's possible because, uh, you know, she's put a target on her back and we are chasing her hard. Very
0: game after one round. Yeah. Opening the round, Thursday night footy at the MCG. Carlton taking on reigning premiers Geelong.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one, uh, Wooey. I think that you can't possibly tip Carlton at the moment given their recent record of losing tight games. They just don't know how to win. They should have won against Richmond given the uh, fact they were six points up with barely a minute to play, but they couldn't get it done It follows on from last year against Collingwood and Melbourne. So therefore you have to go for Geelong. They also, um, the Collingwood-Geelong game last Friday night was probably at a much higher standard. The only question mark obviously is uh, the loss of Tom Stewart and how they potentially cover that loss given uh, Carlton's key forwards in Charlie Curnow and Harry Mackay. I think
0: this is the week to get Geelong. Um, not going as far as saying I'm going to tip Carlton but, <laughs> but I think there are very good reasons to tip them in that the, the defence is going to be undermanned without um, Tom Stewart on top of uh, Jack Henry and then there's that little question mark over Sam Deconning I know they said that he's fit but the way he was moving last week makes you think there could be an area where they get exposed uh, Tom Stewart didn't play last year against Carlton they still mm. got the job done so so possibly that may not be as big an impact as as we all think. Uh, Zach Tui went back last year. Uh, The Cats have picked Cooper White to make his debut
1: Mm. on Thursday night. Wow. Jack Bowes also locked in for his Geelong debut. You know much about Cooper White? Not a lot about Cooper White, although he's a local boy, which half of them are on that list, Um, and he's a thinly thin sort of player, so he'll play on the wing, um, somewhere around that. I don't think he'll go back. Um, certainly, it looks like Jack Bowes will slot into that halfback flank, and and he's not necessarily a running player, but he's a good distributor. So it's not a bad replacement for Tom Stewart, but it still leaves them pretty vulnerable to those marking tools that Carlton have. I love the way you've said, "I want to tip Carlton, but I'm going to tip Geelong because it leaves you on Monday morning with that perfect, or Friday morning with that perfect conversation." Well, I thought they'd win, but you know, you had to stick with Geelong. <laughs> Um, I'm going for Geelong confidently. Oh, I'm
0: going for Geelong, but nowhere with nowhere near the same confidence as you are. Brisbane versus
1: Melbourne at the Gabba. Uh, probably the worst performer from round one against the best. Well, the biggest surprise, uh, you know, disappointment. Brisbane Lions certainly. I remember saying this time last week that uh, they were one I would just lock in for the rest of the year and already after one round I've dumped them and I'm going to tip Melbourne my only uncertainty obviously is that the games played at the Gabba and home games at the Gabba uh, Brisbane are really difficult to beat so it is a tip that you have to think carefully about and assess the teams but given Melbourne's performance last week, despite the fact they're missing pick Pickett I think you have to tip them
0: there are a big chance to get Bailey Fritch, Steve May and Jack Viney back as well, maybe Christian Salem. So four possibly big ins mm. after their performance last week uh, and their record over Brisbane. I know they lost the final last year, mm. um, but I think they were a bit banged up on yep. Tipping
1: the Demons. One of the swing games, so this is an important one for the week. Yeah, absolutely. And Melbourne of last year, a completely different proposition to how they seem to be at the start of this year. Saturday afternoon footy at the MCG, we've got Collingwood versus Port Adelaide. That's uh, suddenly
0: a a much bigger game than we would have thought two weeks ago.
1: Well, Port Adelaide were outstanding and obviously Jason Horn francis but I just think Port Adelaide are a massively different proposition at the MCG compared to Amy Park and Collingwood probably the reverse. Can you imagine if they get 60,000 Collingwood supporters, they're always going to be in the game. So there's two real... Scenarios: Either Collingwood wins easily, or it's a tight game and you can't pick it. So you have to tip Collingwood. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Collingwood at home after the way they played
0: last week. One question mark is Jeremy Howe. He's a big loss for their mm. for their backline against a setup of that's got Charlie Dixon, Todd Marshall, and Mitch Georgiades. I think that's
1: one area where Port could get them. Um, they have were to excellent get it in last there. Week. Though. They mm. have to get it in there. And they, I mean, I know Jason Horn francis was good, but Collingwood's midfield looks a lot sharper with Tom Mitchell in the team feeding it out to some of their runners. Yeah, I'm tipping Collingwood. Sounds like you are as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: interesting game in Adelaide this week. Adelaide against Richmond. Very tempted to tip Adelaide. Um, which way are you leaning? Why aren't
1: you tipping Adelaide is the question. If you're tempted. Well, this I'm, is I'm the, very this tempted
0: because it's, it's at home and... Uh, and they did beat Richmond last year, about this time of year. And, and I think Adelaide are going to be one of the big improvers. Um, I, I thought Richmond were good last week. They probably had the better of Carlton um, in terms of stats and everywhere but the school board. But the thing with Adelaide the, that's warning me against them is it's they played last week in 30, 35 yeah. degree heat. Yep. They've got two days Shorter break, that that's a big concern for me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's that sort of game you don't see all that often in round one as well. So yeah. normally you're tired after round one. Plus, on top of that, hot weather, that to me just leans me a bit towards Richmond. But if they played in normal weather last week, you know, in 20, 25 degrees temperature, and i Probably would go Adelaide, but it's just a little bit. I'm just worried about what, I love what it would this, have taken. The them.
1: madness of tipping that you're tipping <laughs> Richmond because Adelaide played in the heat last week. I'm tipping Richmond because they're a much better side than uh, Adelaide, and the heat is a is a and the break is a you know a, a minor factor. And but Richmond are too good with Tom Lynch, um, Dusty, Dion Prestia, just experienced Premiership players that will get the job done.
0: We'll take a quick break and be back with the last five games of the round. Welcome back. We'll go straight into the next game. That's Saturday night at Marvel Stadium, the
1: Western Bulldogs against St Kilda. Pete, how do you see this? Well, I'm tipping Western Bulldogs, but again, without confidence, I'm basically basing it on the fact that we expect them to be a top eight team and despite St Kilda's showing last week, not expecting them to to do the same. If the Western Bulldogs can't beat St Kilda this week... Their season is looking very shaky, very early. Um, the tools up forward didn't really work against Melbourne, but I expect they'd put a bit better account of themselves against the Saints. And they also, they've lost Rory Lobb, which I think is probably a bonus in some ways. And I don't mean that with disrespect to Rory Lobb, but it just balances the team out. Um, and he gave no had no impact last week. St Kilda again bereft of Fords. They really Fremantle really should have beaten them. Um, but just weren't brave enough, so Western Bulldogs lock it in.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think it's a much bigger game for the Dogs than the Saints, given the way the Saints played last week. Got a bit of a bonus win, Mm. probably. It probably means a little bit more for the Dogs this week, given what's at stake. And I agree with you on Rory Lobb to an extent. I think it makes them go with a bit more of a conventional setup against... Um, against the Saints uh, but mind you I mean the four tools last week they only had, had three of them at the one time and the way they were moving the ball I mean it, I don't think it really would have mattered um, mm. it was with the, what setup they had
1: that you just couldn't mark anything the way they were kicking it so well lob I uh, was at training a couple of weeks ago and one of the Bulldogs officials has a nickname for Lob volley which he thought was hilarious It's not (laughs) I don't quite get it it (laughs) Tennis terms Come on willie. I know you're a cricket man But you should know Lob and volley But he's out I'm more of a smash man When they put it up that height Next game The Griffin
0: Low Cup Fremantle Versus North Melbourne Mm, That's a good point The
1: Winston-Abraham Cup As well (laughs) Uh, Fremantle have to bounce Back at home And beat North Melbourne Who were really Impressive last week In defeating West Coast But they only did it Narrowly uh, and they probably got away with the win in a sense, although they dominated the game. Um, but I can't see a young side um, heading over to WA and being able to beat Fremantle, off a, who are coming off a loss.
0: They just have to win, don't they, Three O. 0 Possibly Michael Walters and Nathan O'Driscoll could be coming in. Um, we're not quite sure yet because the teams haven't come out. But... That
1: begs a question for you, and it's a broader point. How much account you taking teams when you're tipping as opposed to form it depends on
0: they've got to be big outs don't know i mean if they lose six or seven players that that's you suddenly look at it if it's a couple here and there i, I don't think it's that big a drama i, I think it's more um a, a lot of a lot of the way the teams play on the weekend i think it's it's set in stone early in the week by sort mm. of the mindset they're in and 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 Whether they play their their best team on paper, whether they got a couple out, I don't think it makes that much of an interest. I think a lot of the game's played Mm. in between the years.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: So we'll both go Fremantle there. No surprises. Uh, The first game of Sunday sees the Sydney Swans play Hawthorne at the SCG. Uh, Looking forward to seeing how Sydney go without Buddy Franklin. Um, How do you see this Surely Sydney by how much
1: Sydney will thrash Hawthorne Hawthorne were pathetic last week against Essendon in the second and third quarter and they will respond and they will be better but they will be no match for Sydney who are too, way too good for Gold Coast and I expect they'll be way too good for Hawthorne as well just write your own ticket cooler margin than if you were saying a smashing well pitch. at least eight goals I, when you're tipping I don't like to put in margins above eight goals because it just seems a bit you know, ridiculous but around, around eight goals
0: so is that is that your definition for a smashing? Is that your threshold?
1: Well, it's, it is smashing. I mean, yeah, it is.
0: I've yeah. got a, I've got sixty pluses of smashing, but um, <laughs> we're arguing fine, very fine detail there. Uh, the next game on Sunday: Essendon versus
1: Gold Coast at Marvel Stadium. Um, mm. Very tricky game, this one, isn't it? Yeah, if you'd asked me two weeks ago and I had to lock in a round two winner, I would have put Gold Coast, but they were so disappointing, as we said last week, and I've jumped off them. They were, I was actually ruining the fact that I tipped Gold Coast to beat Sydney. I went against one of your golden rules, which you've taught me really well, which is don't bother with an upset when there's no real reason, and I tipped the upset, and it crashed me from seven tips to six, and means Vinyl had bragging rights, which... <laughs> actually upset to me most of, most of the week. Um, trust so, the process. So trust the process. This is an emotional tip. There is no way I'm tipping Gold Coast to win until they win back my trust. Essendon.
0: Oh, I'm a bit with you there. I don't like overreacting to to the week before because I think sometimes... That's what can...
1: makes you a good tipster. <laughs>
0: we can talk ourselves into <laughs> things. Um, but the thing that sways me to Essendon is their record over Gold Coast. Gold Coast haven't beaten Essendon since 2016. Is that since right? then, Yeah, they've lost, lost the last six plus a draw and in 2016 we know what sort of team Essendon had, one ravaged by um, all the supplement scandal suspensions. Drug scandal. Yeah, so that that's the one thing that's um, leaning me to Essendon um, but there's not much confidence to me. There's These are two teams that you just can't
1: trust. Well this shows how you know vulnerable I am to any information. The fact that you've told me they haven't beaten them since 2016 makes me wonder, well maybe they're <laughs> but I'm not going to
0: tip them. I'm tipping Essendon. Yeah, I think I'm going to be play safe here and uh, tip Essendon as well. Um, and the final game of the round, West Coast versus Greater Western Sydney in Perth. Um, this is a very tricky game. This is one of the swing games, so yeah, pay
1: attention. <laughs> yeah, it is a tricky game. And I've actually had to weigh up a lot of things in going for the Giants, because clearly the absence of Lockie Whitfield and Josh Kelly is a massive downside for the Giants, uh, being such quality players, all Australian material. But West Coast were really disappointing, and I'm not sure that West Coast, uh, it was just a blip last week, or whether they're in full rebuild mode, in that uh, they're going to really struggle to win games throughout the season. And their stronghold at Optus Stadium, or their ability to win at Optus Stadium in the last couple of years has been, you know, non-existent. There's certainly it isn't a factor. Lots of teams have gone over there and beaten them, and the Giants and a new coach, they were just so impressive last week to, to come back. I reckon they'll take a lot of heart out of that and will be too good for West Coast, who just have a lot of players who were once really, not great players, but really strong players in the competition, that are now just average players I think I I tend to agree
0: with that. I'm not expecting much from West Coast this year, but they are at home, and they we are entitled to expect a much more competitive performance at home. Uh, I'm expecting them to improve quite a bit. Uh, I I admire, although I mean, last week losing to North Melbourne is a real concern. But if they play that at home, they probably win, don't they? And we're we're probably looking at it Mm -hmm. in a in a different light. Um, I really. I think the Giants are going to be a good team this year. Um, I had them in my eight as as, as a big riser, and but as much as I admire their spirit and the way they played last week, losing Josh Kelly, Lockie Whitfield, and Harry Perryman, on top of the the toll that the physical toll of the game. I mean, and they've also got to fly to Perth. There's a few things that, um, a few red flags there for me. And the Giants generally don't travel well, uh, mm. and Traveling to Perth, it's not a venue they win too often either.
1: No, but that's under an old uh, former coach. Not that it's anything to do with Leon Cameron, but a, a new coach, a new uh, captain, a new outlook. I think will help them um, in a new environment. And West Coast, their ability to win the ball out of the centre and make any sort of headway was non-existent against North Melbourne. And I reckon with Caniggia back to form, uh, they can really make. And Toby Green up forward, they can make a mess of the Eagles.
0: I'm going the other way. I'm expecting a very, very close game and I'm going to tip the Eagles by six points. So there's not much confidence there, It's mainly because it's at home. I think if it's in Sydney, the Giants... You know that quite means I'll be watching that
1: game with so much interest. <laughs> There'll
0: be a lot riding on that game. Yep. Anyway, that's all we have for today. Thanks for being with us. Make sure to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you via email, realfootypod.com at theage.com.au. Check out the rest of the expert tips at theage.com.au slash AFL. Thanks for listening. Jake Nile, Caroline Wilson and Michael Gleason will be back with you on Monday and may your team win this weekend.